0: This is Women in Revival podcast. Today, we are continuing the series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. Our sub-series is Job's Wife, When Disaster Strikes, and our topic for today is, Who Was Job? Today, we will be talking about Job, a man the Bible describes as upright and blameless. Our series is about Job's wife, but to understand her better, we need to understand her husband. So I pray that as Deborah speaks further on the character of Job, that God will help you. Maybe disaster has struck in your marriage or in your home or in your environment. I pray that as you listen to this series, it will help you put into practice some of the things that Deborah will be talking about. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. Heavenly Father, thank you
1: so much for this series that we are still journeying on and I am praying that you who started the journey with us will take us to the end of this series. Use this series Lord to help many of our marriages. My joy is to see the individual marriage represented listening to this podcast be that marriage that stay together, that stick together and enjoy each other and I am praying that you will use this series to equip all my sisters who are married in Jesus name. Amen. So once again, welcome to Women in Revival podcast. I am so grateful to have you on board. It's been a blessing and can I just say thank you to all the ladies out there who send me regular updates how the Lord is using this series to help your heart, to help your life. I want you to know that you are also encouraging me and you are also challenging me to continue even doing this. I am very grateful for your response and for some of your personal issues that you've shared with me. I am really grateful to the Lord for that. And I think for me, it's a privilege to have people who can indeed share their thoughts with me. It helped my own life also. It helped me to see where... I need to trust the Lord to work on, even in my journey with Him. So, we are still on this series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. And we are today on the, we are starting the sub-series nine. We did sub-series eight, which was Esther, when a Christian woman is married to an unbeliever. And this time we are looking at Job's wife, when disaster strikes. So again, we'll be looking at the ordeal of Job's wife. How she handled the situation that faced her, the outcome of her ordeal. Did she allow whatsoever came her way to adorn the gospel or did she mess things up? So we'll be looking at the life of the wife of Job. We don't have much written about her in the Bible. But the little verse that is written concerning her, let us trust God to see what we can glean for our lives as wives some of you may be saying well deborah is too hard on us as wives you know this honestly i'm not hard on you my desire is to see your marriage thrive like i say to some sisters some wives that we are in a group some groups together i say to them that look if i join forces you know belittling your husband saying all sorts of things about your husband I'm not helping your life. I would rather join forces with the Lord to see your marriage established. And that is the whole idea behind this series. If there are personal issues you want us to thresh together, do feel free to contact me. Let us see how the Lord will help us. So on this series, Job's wife when disaster strikes, let us today look at who was Job. We want to look at who the person of Job is, the husband of this woman whom we want to look at. Actually, we don't know the name of Job's wife. We the Bible only referred to her as the wife of Job. So, and we only be looking at the life of her husband to discover even Mrs. Job. So let us go to Job chapter one, and we we'll read verse one to three. Again, I will read from the King James Version, and if necessary, I will go to other translations to see what the Lord have in store for us from other translations. So we read Job chapter 1, verse 1 to 3, and it says, There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was perfect and upright and one that feared God. And evil. And there were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. His substance also was seven thousand sheep, and three thousand camels, and five hundred yoke of oxen, and five hundred she asses, and a very great household. So that this man was the greatest of all the men of the East. May the Lord bless his word, even as we look at it together in this series so we are looking at who is the person of yeah of job first the bible says job was a man who lived in the land of Oz. so first we are being introduced to a man who lived here on earth he lived in a place called Oz, just like many of you going through this series some of you live in london some of you live in england some of you in u.s indonesia and different parts of the world so Job also lived in a part of the world when Job was alive. And we are told that his name is Job. And then let's look at the description of this man in that verse 1. The Bible says Job was a perfect and upright man. That is the King James. The Christian Standard Bible says Job was a man of complete integrity. He was a man of complete integrity. So, such was the type of man that Job's wife married to. And then, that same verse 1 says, And one that feared God and eschewed evil. So, Job was a man that feared God. He was a man that eschewed evil. I I I see a kind of man that every woman would want to be married to. You see? So, Job was a man that feared the Lord. The Christian Standard Bible says he was a man who feared God and turned away from evil. So he was a man who will not play with evil. He was a man who will run away from evil. The NIV UK says Job was a man who was blameless and upright. A man who feared God and shunned evil. Are you saying? And the Good New Translation says Job was a man who worshipped God and was faithful to God, he was a good man, careful not to do anything evil. I can go on and not looking at various translations. So what we've taken from the life of Job, his spirituality, is that he was a man who had a personal work with God. He was a man who did not only pray or study, he was a man who lived, in accordance to the word of God. And now in verse 2, the Bible says, They were born unto Job, seven sons and three daughters. So Job had ten children, seven boys and three girls. So we are saying that the wife of Job was the mother of ten children, three daughters and seven sons. You see how they graph the life of Job for us. First, we are being shown Job's spirituality, you see, then we are told about his family life. He had seven sons and three daughters, and now they are not talking to us about his material possession. Verse 3. His substance also was 7,000 sheep, and 3,000 camels, and 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 she asses, and a very great household, so that this man was the greatest of all the men of the East. So, in a nutshell, Job was a rich man. Job was a wealthy man. He was a farmer. He had all that he needed in life and even more than he needed. So he was a great man. The Bible says he was the greatest actually of all the men of the East. He had a large number of servants. He was the richest man in art. You know, it's like when you are talking about um, people like Bill Gates, you know, then you are talking about Job so he was the most richest man in the east so such was the man mrs job got married to now let's go to that same job but now chapter 2 and i will read verse 3 job chapter 2 verse 3 says and the lord said unto satan hast thou considered my servant job that there is not like him in the earth a perfect and an upright man one that feared God and eschewed evil. And still he holdeth fast his integrity. Although thou movest me against him to destroy him. So again, what can we see about the life of Job? Job was that type of man that God could boast of. This is the testimony of God concerning Job in this chapter 2 verse 3. God himself was recommending Job to Satan. That have you considered my servant Job? It's as if the job of Satan is to go about considering lives, considering people. So God said concerning Job that there was none like him on earth. Even though he was rich, his riches did not come in between him and his God. So God said Job was a perfect man and not bright man, a man that fears God. Is that not what we saw in chapter 1? A man that eschews evil. And then also God said Job was a man that still urged to his integrity even though god has been moved against him to destroy him without a cause it was still a man that worked in godliness and in righteousness and this was the man mrs job got married to a man that had clean record before god a man that god could boast of a man that god could showcase that god could display as a specimen of integrity as a specimen of righteousness, as a specimen of godliness. I am praying that as we look into the life of Job's wife, even though all we see about her may just be few verses or a verse or so, I am praying that the Lord will help you, will challenge you also as a wife to your husband, that when the Lord will talk about your husband in years to come, it will be that your life has been a blessed addition even to the life of your husband. Amen.
0: continue this series learning from wise in the bible. Our sub-series is Job's wife when disaster strikes and our topic for today is the spirituality of Job's wife. Today Deborah will be talking about how spiritual Job's wife was. As we saw last time Job was a man of great spirituality. He was a man in fact that God loved very much but today we will be delving deeper into Job's wife and how spiritual she was and how this affected her marriage and her relationship with her husband when disaster struck. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject.
1: Father God, thank you once again for this series that you are still taking us through. I am so grateful, particularly as you are bringing us to see the life of another wife, Mrs. Job. I am praying that this series will Indeed, it killed many wives, so Lord, to be the wife that you want each and every one of us to be. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. I want to welcome you back to Women in Revival podcast. I am praying that this series will indeed be a means of revival for your life first and then for your marriage. May the Lord revive your heart and revive your home. We are still undergoing the series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. And we've been looking at the wife of Job when disaster strikes. And yesterday, we were looking at the husband of Mrs. Job. We were looking at Job himself. And we saw it was a man of integrity, a man of godliness, a man of righteousness. A man God himself attested concerning him that he was an upright man. A man God volunteered for the devil to afflict. So I am praying that as we consider even this wife, as we are looking at the life of the husband, since we don't have much about the life of Mrs. Job, I am praying that in years to come, if Christ tarries, may your marriage to your husband be another jewel, even to the crown of heaven may ever not regret giving you to your husband as a wife. So today, we are going to move on as we now look at the spirituality of Job's wife. Like I said, we don't have much about Job's wife. But the little that we have about Job's wife is that which is written concerning her husband. So let us look at the spirituality of Job's wife. We'll probably be looking at the spirituality of her husband and then look at the spirituality of Job's wife. So let us go back again to the book of Job, chapter 1, verse 4 to 5. Maybe I should actually read from verse 2. Then I will read verse 2, 4, and then 5. And they were born unto him seven sons and three daughters. Verse 4 now. And his sons went and feasted in their houses every one is day, and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. Five, And it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and caused God in their hearts. does this Job continually. So looking at this scripture, now we are saying Job that whenever his sons and the daughters gather together to have like a feast, maybe they are, I don't know, the Bible says they feast in each other's house. Everybody, they maybe like their birthday, so they gather together to drink and to eat. And when that is done, job will sanctify the bible say job will send and sanctify them so he will send for them and get them sanctified let me look at that verse 5 from the christian standard bible and it says whenever a round of banqueting was over job would send for his children and purify them so we are seeing the spirituality of job whenever his children gathered together he took it upon himself to bring them back to say I don't know what they may have done in their gathering. So he sent for them. I believe this is a man who must have commanded his children after the Lord. If not so, he won't be calling them to come for purification, for sanctification. And then we are told that early in the morning, Job will sacrifice a burnt offering for each of his children, thinking, maybe my children have sinned and caused God in their hearts. Wow. Now, I don't want to focus on Job's children, to be honest with you. My focus is to look at the spirituality of Mrs. Job as we consider the spirituality of her husband. Now, here in the verses that we've read, we've only heard of Job doing this, calling his children to come for sanctification, for purification. we never heard anything about Mrs. Job. And I think this can be the situation in some of our marriages Maybe your husband is the spirit man. He is the spirit field man. is the spiritual man. He is the one who calls children for family devotion. He is the one who is always praying, always studying, always doing this for you. You don't care. You just go about your own thing. It is your husband's job to be the spiritual man. Now, if you continue like that, it will have a terrible effect upon your life. Upon your children and upon your marriage. Don't let the spirituality of your home rest upon the shoulder of your husband alone. It has to be a shared responsibility. Inasmuch as I agree that the husband is to shepherd the home, you also, as the wife of your husband, you are part of his sheep. So you are supposed to be groomed and nurtured in the way of the Lord. You are also supposed to grow in your personal work, in your personal knowledge of God. So, so far here, all we know about godliness, about righteousness, about walking with God has only come from the man Jew. And the challenge for you, as Christianity, as godliness, as righteousness, only spring forth from your husband's life. Is your husband the only spiritual person in your home if you are going to build an enduring marriage there is a need for you as a wife in that marriage also to engage god to become spiritual to take your daily life in the world serious to take your communion your fellowship with god the father serious just as job did it is in doing this that your iron will be able to sharpen iron it is in doing this that the biblical upbringing of your children will not rest upon your husband's shoulder alone. It will not just be as Job alone, who was beckoning and calling his children to comfort sanctification. It won't be Job alone thinking, could my children are sin? Actually, we know we are supposed to be quick to discern even the spirituality of our children, the spirituality of our home. We are to be kind of a thermostat for our homes. So if you are not that type of person, I am praying that the Lord will help you. He will use this series to challenge you, to bring you out of your shell and draw closer to God. Amen.
0: Years ago, we continued the series Learning from Wives in the Bible. Our sub series is Job's Wife When Disaster Strikes, and our topic for today is God's View of Her Husband. Today, we will see the view God had on Job, and we will see how this view of affected Job's wife's behaviour. She did not have a deep relationship with God, and because of that, she was not able to see what was really happening, and so. Many things happened in her marriage which shouldn't have happened when disaster struck. Maybe disaster has struck for you. I pray that this series will be a blessing to you. And I pray that the first two episodes that we've already had have already blessed you to great measure. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject. So,
1: Heavenly Father, thank you i am really grateful for what you are sharing with us little insignificant it seems but lord you know how to take our little loaf and break it into pieces and feed millions and few thousands. you know what everyone listening to this series need and you know how to dish it out to them beyond what i will say so thank you holy spirit as you speak expressly in jesus name amen So, I want to welcome you back to Women in Revival podcast, particularly to this series Learning from Wives in the Bible and to this sub-series, sub-series number 9. We've been looking at Job's wife when disaster strikes and last time we were looking at the spirituality of Job's wife. We saw that the husband was the only spirit-filled man, so to say, even in their home. And the Lord was challenging us that if you are going to build an enduring marriage, you want to build with the Lord. You know, it's, I'm remembering Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, when he was saying he planted an Apollo waters and it is God who brings the increase. So even though Paul and Apollo are laboring together, if they cut God out of their labor, it's in vain. So also... For you to build an enduring marriage with your husband, there is the need to build alongside your husband. There is the need to build along God. There is the need to yoke yourself, not only with your husband, but also with the Lord. Today we are going to move on as we continue this series, Job's Wife, When Disaster Strikes. So let us look at God's view of Job's wife, husband. (laughs) You imagine what what I'm saying here because I don't know the better way to say it. We want to look at God's view of Job, who is the man whose, whose wife we are considering. But we are looking at the life of this man to understand even his wife. So let us look at the view of God of Job. Let's go to Job chapter 1, verse 7 to 12 and i'm going to read it again from the king james version and it says and the lord said unto satan whence comest thou then satan answered the lord and said from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down in it and the lord said unto satan has thou considered my servant job that there is none like him in the earth a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil, then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast not thou made an hedge about him and about his house, and about all thy heart on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thy hand now and touch all that he hath, and it will cause thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all thy heart is in thy power. Only upon himself put not forth thy hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. Amen. So here we are seeing God's description of Job. We are looking at how God viewed Job. So first we are seeing in verse 7 that the Bible says God was the one who actually engaged Satan in conversation. And God said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? So as we are looking at God's view of Job, the first thing I am saying is that God considered Job to be a man whom he can present to the devil. God considered Job a man he can trust to present to the devil. You know there are some wives that actually their husband cannot present them to their friends, to people. There are some loose wives, so to say, wives who are very loose, even in the way they carry themselves. There are many stories we hear even of Christian wives who are misbehaving about. So for Job, he was that type of man that God could. Um, recommend that's the word I'm looking for God could recommend him to God's enemy you know a situation where your husband can recommend you to his friend he can send you to his friend knowing fully well that you are a woman of integrity you are not going to fall for any man whosoever they might be so here we are saying that Job was a man who won God's recommendation first so god said have you considered my servant job and what did god says about job there is no like him in the earth there is no man like job in the earth was what god was saying to satan and god said job was a perfect man job was an upright man job was a man who feared god job was a man who hated evil now this was actually not my testimony concerning job this is God himself testifying of Job. What is God's testimony about you as a wife? Can God vouch for you? Can God recommend you to other wives? You know, we have many women who are getting married nowadays who don't know what marriage entails. Can God sign post and recommend women to you to help their lives? So God Here was recommending Job to Satan. And verse 9 tells us that Job then answered that, Well, do you think God and Job feared you for nothing? No, you've built an edge over Job. So I am seeing that when one fears God, God makes it his responsibility to build an edge over such life, over such life's house. So Satan said you build an edge about Job. About his house and about everything that he has. So that means the enemy has been trying to tamper with Job's life. He has been making efforts to tamper with Job's health. He has been making efforts to tamper with Job's house, with Job's resources, that he couldn't access. So I am saying that actually, for a man, for a man who is working with God to be tampered by the enemy, it must be that God gave access. God granted permission. So here Job said, after all, you've increased the substance. You've done this and that for him. So is it in vain that he's fearing you? Are you seeing the enemy's conclusion about Job? So the enemy said, you try and put forth your hand on Job. Then you will see that actually Job will cause you to your face. We will be coming back to this as we look at the wife of Job later. Job will cause you to your face and god said to satan okay if that is your conclusion i am giving you job i am giving you his material resources i am giving you his family life i am giving you his family i am giving you his very life go and tamper with it everything is in your power now but make sure you don't tamper with his bread don't kill him God was saying, only upon himself put not thy hand. So here, God gave Satan permission to go and tamper with Job's substance. And I want us to go to chapter 2 again and see God's recommendation, God's view of Job. So Job chapter 2, I will take it from verse 1. I will see wherever I will stop. And it says, Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said to Satan, From whence comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord, and said, From going to and fro in earth, and from walking up and down in it. Now verse 3. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth? Are you seeing again? chapter 1, we saw that. Here in chapter 2 again, God is still defending Job. God said there is none like him on earth. He is a perfect and upright man. One that feared God. One who eschewed evil. And still, he owed fast his integrity. So Job was that type of man who held to his integrity despite what life was throwing at him. And God said, although you moved me against him, to destroy him without cause are you saying so I've read up to verse 3 and now later on you see Satan begin to make more bargain that okay I have tampered with his resources now let's do skin for skin and see if this man will not cause you you will see that all that he have he will give for his life he will labor to see that he keep his life then God said go ahead now touch Job's bone touch Job's flesh And Satan said to God, you make effort and touch the bone of Job. He was saying, touch his health in general. Then you will see how Job will cause you. And God gave Satan the permission to go and do like he said. But God said, save his life. Do not kill him. I don't know how to really express to you what I am saying. Here is a man God was defending. God was saying, I know him. Can God boldly say of you, as a wife of your husband, that I know her. I trust her. She's a woman of integrity. She's a woman who fears the Lord. Maybe people have been going about spreading all sorts of rumor about you. Fine. You know, maybe one sometimes, one may not necessarily care what people are saying. But what is the Lord's testimony about your life as a wife to your husband? what is heaven's record concerning your life I am praying as the life of Job is a challenge to me that his life will be a challenge to you also that you will be a wife of good record even before God you know it's bringing Proverbs 31 to me that who can find a wife of noble character such is the testimony of Job and may you, may I be a wife a woman of godly character. Wives of integrity. Wives of uprightness. Wives that hates.
0: This is the Woman in Revival podcast. Three days ago, we continue this series, learning from wives in the Bible. When disaster strikes, and our topic for today is, and disaster struck. Today we will see what happened when disaster struck. All of a sudden, her life was turned upside down. Job's wife's life was destroyed. Basically, she had been a rich woman with many children with many things, with cattle, with sheep, with anything you could think of. And then all of a sudden, in one day, it was all wiped off the face of the planet and her husband took ill. This woman, indeed, suffered disaster. And today, Deborah will be talking about this. And I pray that as she talks more about this subject, that you will take the things she's saying and put them into practice in your life. Deborah be. will now take his father on this subject
1: Heavenly Father thank you once again for this series and it is my prayer that your spirit will continue to speak expressly to the heart of every wife thank you as you make our marriages even that which you can be proud of thank you Lord In Jesus' name. Amen. I really want to welcome you back to Women in Revival podcast. And back to this series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. What a privilege to learn from various women, from various wives, who had been in their own marriages, in their own time. And we can see their mistakes. We can see their success. And we can work, even in their footsteps also, as they follow the Lord Jesus. I am praying that the Lord will use this to equip you and make your marriage a delight, both for you and for your husband. So we are still looking at Job's wife when disaster strikes. Last time we were looking at her husband's, uh, God's recommendation, God's view of Mrs. Job's husband. So we saw all the Lord said concerning Job, even to Satan. So today, we are going to move on very quickly as we look at a disaster stroke. So let us go and look at this man, the husband of Mrs. Job, who was a righteous man, an upright man, a perfect man, a man that hates evil, a man who had great spirituality, a man of great wealth, a man that heaven vouched for, a man that God defended A man that God recommended, a man that had a serious work with God, a man that will call his children to sanctify them, to plead on their behalf before God. Let us see that disaster struck the life of this man and we will see how this affected even this woman. So let us go to the book of Job again. First, we will read chapter 1 and let me read from verse 10. I was saying to you last time that Satan was saying to God that did Job fear you for nothing? Is it not because he built an edge about him? So let's read from verse 10. Has not thou made an edge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thy hand now and touch all that he hath and he will cause thee to thy face so are you seeing the bargain that the enemy is making over job's life so he said give me opportunity to strike job's resources and verse 12 says and the lord said unto satan behold all that he hath is in thy power only upon himself put not forth thy hand so satan went from the presence of the lord now let's begin to see the disaster verse 13 and there was a day when his sons and his daughters were eating and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And there came a messenger unto Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the asses feeding beside them. And the Sabians fell upon them and took them away. Yea, they have slain the servants with the edge of the sword. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Are you saying? So this servant came to say, look. All your oxen, disaster has struck. All you've had for years, disaster has struck. They've been taken away. Now verse 16 says, While this servant was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The fire of God is falling from heaven, and had burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I only am escaped alone to tell thee.' This is the enemy now at work Touching Job's substance, touching all he has labored for, touching his cousins, his sheep, just name it his servant. Now verse 17, while he was yet speaking, while the servant was yet speaking, there came also another and said, The child is made out three bands and fell upon the camels and have carried them away. Are you saying? And slain the servants with the edge of the sword, And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Are you seeing the various dimensions of bad news that was coming to Job in one day over and over and over and over again? And perhaps Mrs. Job was also there hearing all this disaster that was befalling even her husband. And now in verse 18 now, from verse 18, While he was yet speaking, there came also another, and said, Thy sons and thy daughters were eating, and drinking wine in their eldest brother's house. And behold, there came a great wind from the wilderness, and smote the four corners of the house, and it fell upon the young men, and they are dead. And I only am escaped alone to tell thee. Are you saying... So disaster came suddenly upon Job. All he ever worked for, his human resources, his material resources, just like that, they were wiped off. His oxen, his, just name it, wiped off, just in a twinkling of an eye. His children were wiped off, just like that. His servants were wiped off, just like that. And he was receiving all this bad news over and over again. And verse 26 Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Wow, what a man. In time of disaster, he rather turned to God and give glory to God. Such was the man Mrs. Job married to, that in time of disaster, his faith was not shaken. His faith was intact. Oh, what a man. I'm praying God begin to make us wives who are able to stand even the test of time. And now in chapter 2, Satan having tampered with Job's resources, with Job's children and servants. Now in verse 4 of chapter 2, the Bible says, Satan said to the Lord, Give me skin for skin, yea, all that a man hath will he give for his life satan and god having had this communication that look you've only moved me against job he hasn't done anything wrong you've made me to destroy all job have you've made me to give you permission to destroy all he had this man has done nothing wrong satan said well it's because you are still keeping his health that's why he's still working with you and again god gave him permission to tamper with job's health the bible says in verse five that put forth your hand now and touch his bone and his flesh and we cause thee to thy face this is satan saying that to god and god said to the satan he is in your hand but don't touch his life and then in verse 7 the bible says so when satan fought from the presence of the lord and smote job with so boils from the sole of his foot unto his crown are you seeing and job took him a pot to scrape himself without. And he sat down among the ashes. This is a type of disaster that fell upon Job. The husband of Mrs. Job. All he ever labored for ended in a jiffy. His children ended in a jiffy. His resources ended in a jiffy. And then his health was also tampered with in a jiffy. And we are going to come back tomorrow to see the role that Job's wife played in the midst of her husband's disaster. To be honest with you, because we are living in a cost art we will face diverse challenges. And because of some wrong choices some of us have made, or some of our husbands have made, they will face diverse choices. As some of them are aging, there are health challenges that they are facing. You know, and how you, as the wife, stand in the gap for them matters a lot. Some of you have, I remember some years ago when I did a series, Grace Unspeakable. You know, the testimony of a stroke survivor's wife. I remember there were responses that I received, there were other wives of pastors. I remember this particular sister whose husband also suffered a stroke, a pastor, and You know, for her, she was able to identify with me that this was the same thing that happened to her husband. And I'm sharing this with you, to be honest with you, in life, we will feel difficulty. Maybe for you, it may not be health challenge. It might be financial. It may be that your husband may lose his job. Disaster comes in different ways and in different formats your role in your husband's life at such a time matters a lot we are seeing the wife of job this wasn't what they bargained for this wasn't what she bargained for when she got married to her husband but we are seeing that all she ever labored for with her husband ended in a jiffy and this is taking me back to her spirituality if she ever had one this is the time that her spirituality will be displayed a lot for many to see and much more also to carry her along. The book of Proverbs chapter 12 verse 3 says, A man shall not be established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous shall not be moved. If indeed Mr. Job is a righteous man, the Bible says his root shall not be moved. And I don't know the challenge that is facing you in your own marriage. Maybe your husband is retrenched. Maybe your husband is dismissed from work. Maybe your husband is facing a particularly health issue. I don't know what life is in your matrimony. My prayer and my encouragement for you is that if you are righteous, if your husband is righteous, your roots will not be moved. This has been my own personal testimony. Over nine years now, when my dear husband suffered a severe stroke, and it was as if that was the end of us personally. That was how I thought. Maybe that was the end of us. But do I need to be sharing with you the diverse opportunity the Lord has given us, the various opportunity to experience God in deeper measure, in deeper way. For me, my life affliction, The challenge of my husband's health has pushed me downward into God. It has pushed me to discover Him in unusual measure. I've experienced Him as a father. I've experienced Him as the best husband ever. I've experienced God as the greatest provider. Life difficulty, life challenge must not send us into depression, it must not send us into isolation. Rather, it must send us deeper into he who is the maker, who is the giver of life, into he who should be our sustenance. I don't know what your personal work with God is. You know, I'm remembering Colossians chapter 2, I think verse 6 and 7 that is saying, as you have therefore received Christ the Lord, so also. Be deeply rooted in him are you rooted in christ are you the type of wife that god can depend upon when things are not going on well for your husband you know we saw jezebel a woman who stood by her husband in the season of depression and how she helped her husband to get what he needed now i'm not saying go the root of jezebel but what i'm saying if such a wicked woman could stand by her husband in her husband's time of lowliness. Can God depend on you in whatever season of life your matrimony is? Let me close to this episode as I read from Proverbs chapter 12 verse 4. And it says, A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband, but she that maketh ashamed is as rottenness in his boat. And my prayer for you Regardless of what is happening in your marriage Maybe your husband is unable to be the breadwinner At the season of your marriage Maybe your husband is facing health challenges Maybe your husband is actually facing moral issues Whatsoever it may be My prayer for you is that you will be a virtuous woman Who will be a crown to your husband may you be that woman who will not bring shame to your husband may you not be a source of sorrow to that man may god give you the wisdom needed even in this season of your husband's life we will come back as we round up this series to see the rule of mrs joe even in the midst of her husband's disaster
0: This is Woman in Revival podcast. Four days ago, we continued the series, Learning from Wives in the Bible. Our sub-series is Job's Wife, When Disaster Strikes. And our topic for today is Job's Wife in Time of Disaster. Today we will see Job's wife's reaction to disaster. We will see what happens when disaster strikes and one does not have a deep relationship with God. And the person in the home who had that deep relationship with God is the one who suffers most. I pray that as you have listened to this series, you will take time to develop a deeper relationship with God. Life is full of many troubles, and the only way we can face them is if we have God on our side. The Abra will now take us further on this subject. oh
1: father god how do i thank you thank you again you've brought us to the end of sub series nine thank you for the life of job and his wife that you are opening to us thank you lord for every wife that is going through this particularly those who are facing difficulty in their marriage difficulty with their husband's health difficulty with their husband's career Difficulty in their finances, difficulty in their husband's spirituality, and what have you. Thank you as you equip these women to be the help you've ordained them to be, even to their husband, particularly in these challenging times. Amen. So, I want to welcome you back to Women in Revival podcast, and particularly to this sub-series, Job's Wife When Disaster Strikes and particularly to the last day of this series. We've looked at the life of Job, who was Job. We consider his spirituality and use that to see Mrs. Job's spirituality. We saw the view of God of Mrs. Job's husband, and we saw last time that disaster struck upon the life of the husband of this woman. And today we want to see the response of this woman in time of disaster. So we are going to look at Job's wife in time of disaster, her role in her husband's life when her husband went through disaster. How did she respond? So let us go again to the book of Job. But before we go, can I say to you, feel free to share this one with as many people as possible, particularly wives and particularly for brides to be women who are preparing to enter into marriage. I am praying that they will find it a blessing. Gather wives together, listen to this together and chat about it, discuss it. You know, feel free. If you need an handout, anything to work with it, do contact us. We will see if we'll be able to provide that for you. So let us go to Job chapter 1 verse 11. And if you need to contact us, go to our website www.oakofrighteousness.com dot co dot uk so let us see job's wife when her husband was in a time of disaster job's wife job's wife in time of disaster so first let's read job chapter 1 verse 11 and it says but put forth thy hand now and touch all thy heart and it will cause thee to thy face so here we are seeing satan the enemy of god the enemy of job saying look you think Job was just a perfect man in vain. It's because of what you are doing for him. But you just touch Job. Put your hand now and touch all that Job have. And you will be surprised if Job will not curse you to your face. So are you seeing what the, what the enemy had put on the table before God? And exactly you will see that that was what Job's wife suggested to her husband. The enemy said to God, Job will curse you. To Your face. So let's go to chapter 2 of that same Job, verse 1 to 10. And it says, And there was a day where the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, From whence comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord. And Satan said, and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, As thou consider my servant Job? that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that is fearing God and escheweth evil, and see he holdeth fast his integrity, although thou hast moved me against him to destroy him without cause. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yea, and all thy man have will he give for his life. But f- put forth thy hand now, and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will cause thee. To thy face are you saying what he told the Lord in chapter 1 again is still presenting it that if you do if you touch Job's health this is what will happen Job will cause you to your face now from verse 6 and the Lord said unto Satan behold he is in thy hand but save his life so when Satan fought from the presence of the Lord and smote Job with sore boys from the sole of his foot unto his crown and he took him a pot shard to scrape himself with her, and he sat down among the ashes. Verse 9. Then said his wife unto him, Does thou still retain thy integrity? Wow, what a wife. In a time when all this man labored for ended, all his oxen, all his sheep, his farm, his servants, his children, and now difficulty with his health. The wife who was supposed to be a help that meets the need of Job at such a time. Do you see? She came to Job and said, Are you still retaining your integrity? Are you still holding on to your integrity? Are you still seeking to live righteously? Are you still seeking to walk with God? Cause God and die. Wow. Was that not what the devil told God? That if you do this, if you do that to Job, will cause you to your face and we are seeing the devil now taking hold of Job's wife's heart and recommending the same thing that the enemy recommended before God recommending the same thing now to Job through the lips of Job's wife and I know it's easy for me to pound upon Job's wife but first I'm seeing a woman in critical depression all she and her husband labored for ended just like that Everything went off just like that, and I wish this woman had a personal walk with God. I wish she was standing well. I know that even when you walk with God, in time of adversity, it can be very, very challenging. I remember when I was told my husband had deep bleeding in his brain, blah blah blah, he's going in any moment from now. I remember how I just fell there on the floor as if, wow, this is the end. But thank God for a sister who challenged me that, look, all you've been teaching, all along. this is the time for you to practice it. Now, it looks as if that was a very, that wasn't a good way to talk to someone, but that was what I actually needed. And that has been of help. So we are seeing the wife of Job. She was depressed. She had lost her sensibility. She has lost her trust in God. And all she could say was, look, it is better to die and go to hell than undergo what you are undergoing. Wow. I don't know what life is throwing at you. I'm saying this again and again. But one thing that I know from my personal experience as a wife who have suffered affliction with my husband, I'm telling you, there is no affliction that comes our way that is not common to man. God who allowed us into it always make ready for us a way of escape. And in the midst of our affliction, do you know what I have learned? God only wants to show beauty through our life. Romans 8.19 tells us that the earnest expectation waits eagerly for the sons of God to manifest. Our life difficulty is an opportunity to display the beauty of the gospel through our marriage, through our home. I remember the night my husband was in between life and death. It was a terrible night. It's a night, obviously, I will never, ever forget. But I remember again, I'm looking at it vividly, sitting down in the car of the brother that was taking me to the hospital when my husband was in the ambulance, you know, I'm remembering, I feel like shedding tears. You know, I remember that night, I sat there, that just like that, in a twinkling of an eye, the man that returned back from work, you know, going on a retreat with a brother, just like that, and you know, all I could do was just to be singing hymns. I remember hymns like, still so sweet to trust in Jesus, and to take him by his word, That is the beauty of working with God. I remember hymns like, There is not a friend like the lowly Jesus. I couldn't say much. I was just singing in the car. I was just singing. I was just singing hymns. I was just singing hymns. I was just holding to the Lord in my heart. Even in the midst of whatsoever may be happening in your home, maybe your husband is jobless now. Can God help you to be that woman? Who in the midst of the difficulty, is he holding on to the faithfulness of God? You know, I was doing a study earlier this afternoon. I was in my afternoon meditation. And I was looking at um, the beginning of battle for mankind. I'm going through a study, The Victorious Woman, as I was supposed to be in a conference um, last month. But due to um, the coronavirus thing that went across the world, The meeting was postponed. But I just felt, why can't I sit down also and look at the thing that was supposed to be shared? So I was just doing the study. Anyway, today in that study, I came to a place of saying that actually battle begins for mankind when we throw away the word of God. When we don't hold on to the word of God. The word of God has all that we need for life and godliness. The victory of Christ at the cross Is in the word of God. So for a woman in time of disaster, you need to anchor your heart upon the word of God. You need to bring to remembrance the word of God, sometimes in songs, in hymns. So I am seeing the wife of Job, who seemingly did not have her own personal work with God. And at this junction, the cancer she could bring to her husband was, cause God and die, she kind of you know, give up that look, I would rather partner with the devil rather than walk with you through this difficult time. Let's cause God and verse 10 says, But said unto her, This is Job speaking here, thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. Are you seeing why I was saying she was a woman who had no walk with God? Or maybe she had, but not that rooted. Her husband said, you are speaking like foolish women. You are talking the way foolish women will speak. Then the husband said, what? As if, can I hear you well? Is that the counsel you should be giving me in this time of trouble? What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? And the Bible says, in all this. Did not Job sin with his lips? Women, our mouth, our mouth in time of trouble, what we use our mouth to say matters a lot. What we open our lips to say without to our husbands in time of trouble matters a lot. The Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. How you address your husband, the comfort you give them through your mouth matters a lot in times of difficulty proverbs eighteen twenty two says also find that a wife find that a good thing and obtain net favor of the Lord. You are meant to be a favor to your husband, particularly in times of difficulty. You are meant to be a source of goodness to your husband. In times of difficulty. And Proverbs 24.10 also says, If you faint in the days of adversity, your strength is small. We are seeing the wife of Job; She failed in the time of adversity. And that tells us her strength was little. Her strength was small. How is your strength? Are you clothed in the finished work of Christ on Calvary? Are you one of those wives who have gone to the fountain that constantly flow, even in Christ Jesus? Have you been redeemed? Are you part of the redeemed wives? Are you part of the bride of Christ? Are you part of wives that are now growing daily in God's word, in prayer? Do you know what I have learned? (laughs) The time of trouble only exposes what stuff you are made of i'm telling you if god has been making and molding you quietly the time of adversity may be shattering it may be challenging but i tell you it helps you to go stronger in god i remember the early days of my husband's recovery journey days when my husband was discharged having spent eight months in the away from home having been discharged home i received back another man totally, a man who couldn't speak, a man who couldn't walk, a man, just totally different man, so I began a regime of caring for my husband's day-to-day affair, and I remember those days, because I was responsible for his sitting down, his getting up, his climbing, just name it, round-the-clock care, and I remember days when I would want to lift him, get him up, And we are both struggling, we don't know how to do it. And I will look at him, and honestly, both of us, we just burst into laughter. We will laugh at each other. And I reflect back, I'm like, oh, what a joy to be rooted in God. Things that will send us into depression, issues that will send us away from God, rather, became affliction disaster that is pushing us into Christ. I look at my children, how the Lord is helping their life, Issues that should give my children mental health issues. God has stepped into the same and used it to equip and to mold them. I don't have enough time to share with you my personal journey through disaster. The valley of ako, the valley of weeping, the valley of crying, the valley of hopelessness, that in the midst of it, if only God finds you as a wife, whose root keeps going deep and deep and deep into Christ, you will find joy, you will find peace, you will find assurance, you will find hope to face the day. You know, as I was talking this song. Deeper, deeper in the love of Jesus, daily let me go. Higher, higher in the school of wisdom, more of grace to know. Oh, deeper yet I pray, and wiser every day, and wise and blessed Lord, in the precious holy word, You want to be going deeper, and deeper, and deeper in God. There is no depth of Christ that you are now, that you should be satisfied with. So for those of you who are going through this series and life is so wonderful, can I encourage you, use this season of wonderful to get deep into God. Because whether you like it or not, affliction comes. And it comes in different ways, in different formats. And it is my prayer that you will be that wife who stands strong in Christ so that you can stand strong for your husband, and for your marriage feel free to contact me go to our website www.okofrighteousness.co.uk and feel free to contact me on plus I am praying that you will not be a wife that fail in the time of adversity as your husband be laid off from work that is not a reason to disrespect him that is not a reason to move away from home that is not a reason to despise your husband. Actually, that is a reason to get closer to God and to get closer.